this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, eaten alive. I forgot to look up the tagline because it's been a little while. So is what are we doing again? You talk talking to that thing. You talking the talk part. Ooh, there's a little light on it. Is this a Roomba? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, finally. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And it's been a minute! It has been several minutes. Yeah, and for Hot Horse Lanta, it is still a minute or two. Yeah. They were, but we're back. Yeah, we took some time out for, you know, illness, holidays. Uh, bar mitzvahs, whatever. Quinceañeras. <laughs> Summoning our dark lord. You know, the kind of things you have to do every so often as a grown-up. Yeah. Nah, yeah, people were sick, then there was holidays, and then there was ho- later holidays because people were sick during actual holidays. And now we're here. Yeah, watch it. Eat the yep. live. Not to be confused with eating alive. Yeah, eating alive with an exclamation point at mark at the end, as suggested to us by uh, Brett Sontag. Supposed legend, real cousin, and two-legged bringer of destruction. Yeah, but I did bring a special a special drink to the podcast with me, Chris. I need you to choose a number between one and four. Okay, uh, three, three as one I did not want you to say, but that's okay. fine. I have hard watermelon Mountain Dew. Oh, yes. Oh my, okay. <laughs> yes. It is 5% alcohol by volume, zero sugar, and 100% regret by volume, I am assuming. Oh boy, that but, sounds... Uh, yeah. That's what we're. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, so I'll, I'll ask you for one, two, or four next time. Oh I'll gosh. I'll finish this one. Sorry. I'm not, a big watermelon, I'm not a big watermelon flavor fan. Like, I like watermelon itself, but like, the artificial flavor is not my thing. So this is going to be even worse than usual. That's how I feel about grape. Yeah, it's like drinking like a watermelon Jolly Rancher, which is my least favorite Jolly Rancher mm. by a long shot. Mm-hmm. So this is disgusting. Good. Glad to hear it. Yep. Now I'm going to finish it because I don't make good decisions on this podcast. We've established that earlier when I drank that like day old beer. The, the beer had been literally op- half drank and open for a night. So that was, you know, I still finished that one. That's not going to drink itself. I kind of wish it would. Ugh. Yeah, watermelon, not good. Yeah, I have black cherry, uh, regular, and Baja Blast to go through as well at some point. Oh, my. Yeah. I've never actually had Baja Blast Mountain Dew because I don't go to Taco Bell ever. Well, you don't like the same four things in different formats? <laughs> I mean, I like... Some things that are the same format, but slightly different. I mean, cannibal movies being one of those. Yeah. Well, you're in luck. Because this is one of your classic cannibal films. Yes. Oh, yeah. But this this Eaten Alive is not to be confused with Eaten Alive, which is directed by Sir Toby Hooper. Yeah. And it has Robert England in it. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, nope, I this definitely didn't watch lie. 10 minutes of that before I realized I was watching the wrong thing. That's why I told you you have to do the one that starts with a guy blow darting people across North America. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, so Chris, how does this movie start? Uh, well, it doesn't start with Robert England, I can tell you that. Nope. But it starts with a uh, guy blow darting people across North America. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was a, a way to start a movie. It starts I, in Niagara Falls, Canada. Like you do. Yeah, blow dart some dude, wander off, find a guy at a payphone in New York, blow dart him. Find some guy walking past the Santa selling balloons in New York City, blow dart him, and then get hit by a truck. Yeah, yeah, this movie right away is like, uh, hey, you like stuff? Cool. Here's a bunch of things. Yeah. yeah, here's a bunch of movie pictures for you. Also, this guy apparently bleeds temper paint. Oh, they all do. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I was like, that was kind of funny to me, though, because like, oh, this guy's blow darn people. Okay, this is weird and wacky, but whatever. And then he just gets hit by a truck and dies. You're like, oh, okay. Where where are we going from here? I don't know what it says about me, but I was more taken aback by Balloon Santa. <laughs> I was waiting for the blow darts to pop a balloon. That's why I thought they were going with it. And uh, I forget. Somehow the lady gets involved. Okay, so there is Alabama lady. Yeah. Whose sister has disappeared. Yeah. And so she goes to the police cops. And they tell her that for so, that they I think they had been investigating some guy named Jonas. Yeah. And she she had fallen in with him. And but they had all disappeared recently, like in the last like month or so. Uh, but they, but the guy that got hit by the truck had a eight millimeter reel in his pocket with her that sister's name and address on it. So the cops probably contacted the sister, or tried at the very least. Yeah, and and that's why she's there. And so they show her the movie. Yeah, which is um, if you've ever seen a cannibal movie, it's the cannibal thing, right? Like, eh, yeah, it's got people walking on coals, dancing around with masks on, being suspended by hooks while they while they rock their children to sleep. Yeah, and things like that. And I'm not actually making that last part up. That is literally what was happening. Like they they run hooks into people's skin and suspend them which you know is a thing some people do and then they had but they had children in their arms they were just swinging back and forth on these the the ropes with the cha- the hooks on them presumably like calming the children that's true nothing makes a kid happier than being held by their suspended parents <laughs> yeah. and then uh yeah and then they they keep cutting to they keep like zooming in on her sister's face who is there the whoever shot the video yeah, you can tell it's your sister on account of how similar they look. Which is to say, not at all. Uh, yeah. Alabama lady is tall, uh, very pale skinned, very blonde hair. Uh, sister is average height, 
much browner, not not browned, but browner of darker skinned, uh, and has like black kinky hair. Yeah, it took a considerable amount of time before I realized who her sister was even supposed to be in the film. Because oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess it's the one they keep zooming in on, even though I don't think that's your sister. Yeah, no. No, they are. Uh, they uh, they do not look very similar. Maybe it's their sister by a different mister. I suppose. But and, the uh, the the missing sister is the older sister we we find out. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> somehow, blonde sister figures out where she is. Oh, so she talks to Professor Dude. Yeah. Wherever wherever he's a professor at. And, and uh, so check that off in your cannibal movie from the late seventies, eighties, bingo card, professor. Yeah, yeah, we we now have we have the white people, we have the uh, eh, the quote unquote primitive natives. Yeah, yeah. Pro- problematic and, race check. Yeah, prob definitely problematic. And then uh, yeah, so but they show like her walking around some ruins with somebody and like there's like some big buddha statues there's a big reclining buddha and 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 then so the 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 guy figures out that where they are based on the the buddha statuary and which is funny considering that these people like like supposedly like they're like they're primitive natives yet they're also buddhists yeah, they were, they were just hitting the tourist spot. You know how when you live in a place and you never check out the tourist stuff because you live there? Actually, I do. I live near Washington, D.C., and the only time I go and see monuments is when someone visits me. Yeah, it's like that. They're like, you know, man, we've lived here for a long time, and we've never gone and seen the Buddhist temple. Okay, I literally went and saw the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial in D.C. for the first time on New Year's Eve. I had not seen it before. I've driven multiple people there, but the parking was usually so so shitty that I couldn't find parking. So I would just drop them off and circle until they were done, and then I would pick them up. So it's been it's been there for a good like five years, seven years, something like that. And this was the first time I actually like got out of a car, walked into it, and looked at it. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they determined that she is in what guinea new guinea yeah papua new guinea but the new guinea portion of papua new guinea specifically yeah even though this was shot in sri lanka i believe yeah also it's italian so you'll you'll notice that yeah nobody's oh, uh, I, face works right I love, I love that the director's name is umberto lenzi <laughs> because that is very close to my last name so it always makes me happy. I, as far as I know, I'm not Italian in any way. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, um, yes, blonde sister decides that she's going to make the trek and yep. meets up with the guy, arm wrestling guy. Yeah. Which is great. So they, uh, there's an arm wrestling table. And on either side of the arm wrestling table are like uh, little poles that have been cut like into punji sticks, basically. Like they're like, imagine like bamboo stakes only made out of metal. And 
they uh, they have he arm wrestles some guy who looks like the uh, the Indian assistant or the yeah the Indian assistant from Octopussy, and uh, and uh, yeah and so the but the trick is you you if you, you when you push the guy's arm down far enough it like gets impaled on the metal spike and then he gives up usually yeah which is what happens in this case the white guy wins of course yeah. I mean, it is a cannibal movie. Yeah. And they give him a bunch of money in exchange for... Well, they, they give him some money in exchange for taking them into the jungle to find where this uh, where her sister has gone. Because he, he's pretty sure they show him like pictures of the masks and stuff, and he says he knows what village that is. Yeah. And, well, he's not going to do it at first. Right. Because, you know, he was... Apparently, but she's like, I know you. You're a Vietnam vet. You deserted, and like, he deserted from Vietnam, and whatever. I don't know. Like, she tries to guilt trip him. That doesn't work. So she's like, Well, she, I'm rich, you know, since my uh, my family owns a uh, like a cotton mill. Uh, yeah, a, a plantation or whatever. Well, I think she was joking when she was talking about the the black people working on her plantation. I think she was like being sarcastic because he was being a jackass. Yeah. But I think they actually do own like a fabric mill. Yeah. Somehow she, she's got money. Yeah. I like the fact that check was drawn off chemical bank. I don't know. That was funny to me. Chemical bank's a real bank. It doesn't sound real. It is. It's a hundred percent real. One hundo P Chris. Chemical B. Chemical B. One hundo P. Yep. (laughs) And now that Chris is very uncomfortable, <laughs> more disappointed. Uh, well, both, yeah. Oh, maybe and, uh, I'll yeah. make you a custom Discord emoji. <laughs> I had to. I have to instead. I have to use the one hundred uh, React and then the the P React and do one hundred P. I made a new custom emoji, but I won't tell anybody. You have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> it's not hard. No, it's not. Yeah, I still like our dog emoji the best. <laughs> that, and, that, that's uh, a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and um, so it's like seventy thousand dollars or something, which I'm sure in 1980 was probably about two, like about five hundred thousand dollars. Well, the, the first is twenty grand just just to take right. her. Yeah, which seems like she could have got a goddamn flight for way less than twenty grand. Right. I mean, but. I guess he, he knew, though, because he was juiced into the New Guinea scene. Yeah. So they go juiced. off to New Guinea. Juiced into the New Guinea scene. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind yeah. of sentence you don't hear if you're not making podcasts. <laughs> That's right. Or listening to them, at least. <laughs> so off they go. Um, and in the plane... She says some awesome. real weird shit. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up to Italian people. Yeah, I don't even remember what she said. Like what kind of stuff does she say? She drops the end bomb for no fucking reason. Oh no, that was that when she was like being sarcastic about her family owning a plantation? Yeah. She definitely drops the end bomb then. Yeah. And, and I was like so, but I think, again, I think that was her being sarcastic. Cause he's like, 
oh, you're rich in Alabama, huh? And she's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. like in like a plantation picking cotton and bomb, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think she was just being like sarcastic, like about the trope. I don't think she actually was like, I mean, not that it's okay to use like words like that, but like, I, it was I don't just think she was actually being weird. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. No, like, no, it's like, I'm not defending her, but I just, I'm explaining where I think that was trying to come from. Yeah. It's hard to tell. She's not the best actress. Yeah, well, and who knows who's actually voicing the character. Also true, because it's Italian, so they were all not speaking English. This was ADR to fuck. Well, it's like Jennifer Agron was this lady's name. She might actually be American or British, but actually, one of the ladies is half Myanmar, or half Burmese, half British. We'll get to her in a bit. Um, so she might have spoke English, but I mean, who knows who's actually voicing her? Yeah. So. So they even knew uh, what they were saying, like the the intonations and whatnot. So they make it to New Guinea. They go to the village. Yeah. Which and it seems like less of a village and more of like a manufacturing facility. Ca- yeah, like there's a factory there and no housing that we see. Or if it's housing, it's all like, here's a building that everybody lives in. Like, we converted the school into, like, apartments. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of like when they turned, uh, they, they put apartments by a mall. Right. It's like, okay, got to do something with that space, I guess. Oh, how did you turn a mall into apartments? Is that what you're saying? Well, here, all the old malls, they've started putting up, uh, apartments next to them so they can call them lifestyle communities or whatever dumb bullshit. Oh, okay. Rather than yeah. just have malls full of nothing that you get kicked out of all the time for wandering around in. Yeah. No, here what they like to do, which I kind of like, is that they're mixed-use buildings, so they'll have like stores on the bottom. Like The first floor will be stores, and then the floors above will be housing. That like at least makes sense. Here they huh? just make open-air malls and then like across the street or is an apartment building. Oh, okay. Which is weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, it's kind of handy if you want to go shopping. If the mall is open, if you want to go shopping. Yeah. Where else are you going to go? I mean, it's Ohio. Yeah. Where else are you going to go? What else are you going to do? We'll go to the Cincinnati Mills Mall and get kicked out by security on a Segway because we're in the forbidden zone again. (laughs) See, they just shoot movies at my malls. That's because I'm fancy, apparently. Anyway, they meet up with uh, Reginald Oldman. White dude who shoots at them. Yeah, because the last people who showed up stole a bunch of pelts as loud as these Swedes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they got lost going back to the hostel, found some pelts, and just grabbed them and walked off. And he's not having that happen again. No. They're his pelts. So he locks them up in cobra storage. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a fucking, like, cobra in a basket. Like, she opens up the basket. It's a cobra! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I do hear, though, that the cobras wielded by Italians are fantastic at taking out opponents. That's true. I hear they're very protected. That's a wrestling joke, folks. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> uh, the best jokes are ones that are for us. 
<laughs> yeah, and Matt. <laughs> I'm sure Matt will get that joke, but that's maybe it. So, um, he goes to check on him, the old man, mm-hmm. and they they hit him with uh, the old fake cobra bite killed us all gambit. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we're going to lie real still, he's going to get close to us, then it will jump him, because he's going to think we got bit by the cobra. Yeah, and it totally works. Yep. <laughs> they gave the upper hand, and a handgun, mm-hmm. and he spills the beans, and he knows all about uh, Sister and... Uh, Jonas. Yeah. Which, yeah. if it's not clear, Jonas is a cult leader. Yes. Uh, specifically uh, modeled after uh, Jim Jones, Jim Jones's cult in Guyana. Yeah. To, uh, to, that's why he's called Jonas. Cause it sounds like Jones. I thought you it was know, cause that the, Weezer song. Uh, no, that didn't come out yet. Well, they, they didn't know that. I don't know. That's true. They did not know it had not been made. <laughs> There's your known knowns, your known unknowns and your unknown unknowns. And that was an unknown unknown. Yeah. And uh, uh, he basically says that they've gone deep into the jungle to set up their, I don't remember what the fuck they called it, like their fucking... Their cleansing, their cleansing site. I don't know. Like, they're all about cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, or three, Chris? Uh, two. Black Cherry it is. That seems tolerable. Uh, I'm not a big black cherry fan either, but you know, I'm glad that you picked the two that I was least excited to drink. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> uh, but it's way in the jungle. They'll never make it. The jungle is lousy with cannibals. Yep. There's cannibals everywhere. They're worse than drop bears. Yeah. You can't shake a stick without hitting the cannibal in the jungle. Yep. Um, we cut to unrelated footage of, the, well, I think a caiman. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe a tiny alligator. It's either a big oh. caiman or a tiny alligator. Well, I mean, oh, being like being stabbed in the head with a knife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Christian, uh, sorry, there's going to be a lot of animal killing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you can't take that. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna begrudge you uh yeah anyone if you can't handle uh descriptions of animals being killed, uh probably should not listen to this episode. Sorry. Come back to the next one. Yeah, probably no animals getting killed in that one. No, but there will be swamp monsters or dirt monsters. Why not both? Well, most wine cellars aren't swampy, so um yeah, but then, uh, yeah, so yeah, there's like, they just randomly cut to like some animal being like some alligator, small alligator like creature being stabbed in the head and gutted because we had to have that in the movie for some reason. Yeah. And I'm almost positive that was just separate footage they got from somewhere else. Oh, it totally was. Like, they, there are a number of scenes in this movie that were just stolen from other movies yeah. or used with permission, probably. Perhaps. Yeah, because it seems like it's totally unrelated. Like, none of the people in the scene ever are in the movie otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, and even, uh, like, it even, like, it's lit differently. Yeah. Like, like, colors are more or less saturated, things like that. Yeah. Um, but they, 
And then they decide to they they do give uh, the white guy who shot at them and tried to get them bitten by a cobra a dollar in payment. Yeah, to first shove it help. in his mouth. Yeah, shove it in his mouth. And, and uh, then they take a boat down the river. Yeah, where we are treated to footage of a I'm assuming anaconda, probably uh, killing and eating some small monkey type creature. Yeah, to which uh, the what what is it? Plane man? What's the guy's Scooter. name? Scooter. I'm calling that dude Scooter. So Scooter is just like you know, circle of life, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That Killer be killed. His, that monkey fulfilled his job, feeding the next creature up the food chain. Yeah. All the light touches will be yours one day. I don't know that one. It's uh, the Lion King. Oh, okay. It's circle of oh, life. All the all the light. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. It's been a long time since I watched The Lion King. Uh, yeah. Me too. Like, maybe pre-2000. It's maybe been 23 years since I watched The Lion King. <laughs> I don't feel like you're missing much. It's Hamlet. It's fine. You're supposed so, to use your other lighter, Chris. It makes a weird, somewhat disconcerting noise. Yeah, play play your lighter for the for the people at home. <laughs> That's really a lighter, for the yep. record. I know it sounds yep. like I just tased the microphone. <laughs> it's the lighter that that horse Lanta will never get to see. <laughs> yeah, he'll hear about it if he listens to this, but he's never gonna touch it. Because <laughs> if he does, one or both of them are gonna have burns and or electrical shocks. And or just heart attacks. I'm not sure what that will cause. Something bad. Nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. Uh, yep. And then uh, just to complete the circle of life, one of the guys paddling the canoe gets uh, bit or dragged into the water by an alligator and his arm chopped off, chomped off. Yeah. Which is also taken from another movie. And I, at least was in Mountain of the Cannibal God. Because I decided to watch that after this one for some goddamn reason. Um, and they have that same exact scene in it, but it's from the 70s, which means it is it predates this one. True. Yep. That's how time works. And, is, uh, it does. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So they, just, they decide to just uh, take the canoe and beach it because they only have one native to paddle it now. And for fuck's sake, they're not going to paddle it themselves. Yeah. What do you, you think they're going to just paddle that thing? Yep. And we find out there's only one bottle of J&B whiskey left. Man loves his J&B. Oh, Scooter. Yep. Scooter loves his J&B. He was drinking it at the arm wrestling uh, spike event, and now he's he, he still saved a bottle of it to bring with him. Yeah, he drank it during the negotiations. Yep. And you can tell it's fucking J&B from the, like, the colors on the label. Yeah. Which, hey, J&B, good branding. Way to go. I don't think I've ever actually had J&B. I think I have because someone was pointed in my drink at New Year's Eve 1999. 
because we were we were having a party and I and I drunkenly commented that like my drink I've been drinking this drink for a while and it still wasn't empty yet and that was because one of my friends was slowly pouring more and more J and B into it as I was drinking and but I was already drunk enough that I couldn't taste that it, the flavor was changing. <laughs> well, how considerate. That was fine. Dave was a good guy. We it, it was a fun night. I did end up leaving before the house next door got caught on fire by fireworks. It's always a good thing to say. Yep, and one of my friends got on TV for telling the person covering it that the two giants and a midget were shooting fire at the house, and that's why it caught fire. Because he was really fucking drunk. Yep. Uh, that's what happens at college towns on New Year's Eve 1999, apparently. I was probably just drunk. I was probably here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Gwen Stefani uh, performing It's the End of the World, uh, a cover of R.E.M.'s song on, like, whatever, like, MTV's Rockin' New Year's or whatever the fuck it was. She didn't do too badly. I think we were all waiting to see if uh, the apocalypse happened, and if it did, we were going to go to the uh, abandoned subway underneath Cincinnati to hide out. That was our plan. That's fair. That's fair. And then you, does it go all the way to Louisville or? Um, no, it doesn't go anywhere. Does it? It's just a series oh. of non-used subway tunnels that don't go anywhere. Oh, okay. Under Cincinnati. I mean, I mean, it's just across the river, so you know. Sometimes subways Louisville? go under rivers. Oh no, it's like an hour They're away. They're not Louisville. No, but what's what's on the fuck's on the other side of the river? Newport. From Cincinnati. Okay. Because that's where the airport actually is, right? Louisville. That's no, C, uh, CVG. CVG, CVG is, is Covington. Instance. Okay, but that's Cincinnati's airport. Yeah, it's actually in Covington, yeah. which is like a half hour away, 20 minutes, something like that. Okay. No. See, I work for an airline services company, so I know a lot of airport, airline airport codes, let me tell you. I know, because you said CVG, <laughs> which is what you call it when you're from around here, or you know airline codes. <laughs> yep. I know I know a lot of IATA airline codes. <laughs> and I know what the fuck IATA is, which is really bad. <laughs> So they're uh they're now boatless. Yep. They they have a gun, a bottle of whiskey, one native guide and a rucksack. Yeah. I have 3 out of 4 of those things. You have you Oh, I know you don't have a gun. Well, you're wrong. I know. I was just implying like just like implying that you have a native guide in your house for some goddamn reason. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I married her. Ooh, she's from around these parts. No, that's that's fair. I mean, you are too, technically. It's true. Yeah, I live nowhere near where I was born. Yeah. I was born near DSM. We hail from Appalachia. Yeah, both of our families, like a generation or two back. I think you mean Appalachia. Nah, I'm above the base of Dixon. Okay, <laughs> because I'm still a big fan of the old gods of Appalachia. That is fun. Yeah, I've never made it past the. I haven't made it through the second season yet. I, I was, I took a big break during COVID because I wasn't going on like afternoon walks at work anymore. But now that I'm back in the office two days a week, I get to go for my my lunchtime walks. Takes your daily constitutional. 
Yeah, I, well, I used to walk a half hour in the morning and a half hour at lunch every day. I'd get like fucking 10,000 steps in before I left work. It was great. Now, not so much. So, uh, we're in the jungle. Yes. Um, I think cannibals show up, probably. It seems uh, like that's not, what happens. Um, There's no book, we guys. Treated, we are treated to a scene of a woman who has gathered jungle fruits Including pineapples, jungle pineapples. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've only been to a pineapple plantation, which is actually what it's called. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't know if where pineapples grow natively. I know they grow in Hawaii, so it seems reasonable enough that they would grow in New Guinea. Yeah, I think they also grow like in Guatemala. Like I thought, pineapples were from like South, like Central or South America. But I don't know if they're native to Papua New Guinea or not. Christian. Christian. Yep. Check that. Yes. Published fun paid wintern, Christian LeBlanc. Please uh, fact check that for us. Yeah. Ernie. Are pineapples native to Papua New Guinea? Yeah. I'll, I will kick you up a 10% bonus this month. There you go. Nah, forget 10% it. more fun. Well, hey, it is his birthday month, so he can have 10% more fun this month. It's fine. Have 30% more fun. Ooh, 30% more fun. Yeah. <laughs> because he's fun paid. So that's when we increase his pay, he just has more fun. Yeah. Although he might have stopped listening by now, so I don't know. We told him it was okay to stop listening. Fuck. <laughs> Christian, it's not okay to stop listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You think that? Yeah, thanks for doing that ex post facto. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll he'll hear. It. He knows. He knows yeah. in spirit. Yeah. If not, I'll just bug him on the Discord. Um. Yeah. So yeah, but there's a native woman who has brought uh, native fruits, presumably to her native husband, and uh, they are jumped by cannibals. Cannibals rape. One of the cannibals rapes the woman, and then the Team Team White Savior hears the uh, hears the screams and goes running towards it, and they find her half-eaten corpse because they like these cannibals don't believe in cooking. Apparently, no, they just they go like right for it. Blue, yeah, they go for their, their they like their people blue, and uh, just cut off slices and eat them. Uh, but yeah, so she is. She has been eaten partially by the cannibals, and that's horrible. And then the white people continue on. Yeah, they're like, "Oh man, that looks like it sucks." Yeah. Uh, at some point, the their native guide just runs the fuck off with their stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Leaving them with just a pistol and whiskey. Yeah, the rucksack and the native. Two of the four items are gone. Yeah, they're they're down to the, only the necessities: whiskey like and handguns. Yeah, not that I like to describe the native guide as an item. That probably was the wrong choice, but I've been making bad choices all all so far tonight. So I blame the hard Mountain Dew. Yes, the hard watermelon and black cherry Mountain Dew. Is it what is it? What's it taste like? I, it tastes like what I would expect black cherry Mountain Dew to taste like. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, except for uh, we are um, 
almost 40 minutes into this podcast, and I'm almost finishing my second can of 5% alcohol. Yeah, that sounds right. And caffeine. It's going to be hard to sleep tonight, but easy to sleep tonight at the same time. Oh, these are only 5%, so I think they're like just one loco. It's not four for sure. No, I think four loco is like, you know, much higher. That's weird they can get away with that after the whole four loco debacle. I don't know. But hey, when you have PepsiCo money, you can do that, I guess. Yeah, they can afford to pay out the lawsuits. I also love that PepsiCo PepsiCo is like has a large is largely owned by the Mormon Church, but not only does it have caffeine, but this also has alcohol. Yeah. Saying that's that's a little weird. Hey. They're not drinking it. They're just making it. Yeah. I guess, but you know, profiting off of sin. It's not going to profit off on of profiting no off of other people's sin. Profit yeah. off other people's sin. Corrupting other people to, to for profit doesn't seem like a. Anyway, <sighs> probably shouldn't go down those roads. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the people I know who listen who live in Utah are not Mormons, but you know. Well, that's statistically improbable. Actually, I know five people who at, at the same time were living in Utah who are not Mormons. And they were the only five people from Utah I knew, actually. I, I'd still say that's statistically insignificant. Probably. I mean, I'm generally insignificant, so that's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, what? I have I, one person out of billions. Yeah, oh. on a planet uh, on a planet of, of what one of eight or nine planets circles one star out of billions of stars in one galaxy out of probably billions of galaxies. I'm insignificant. It's fine. Uh, the death of one is a tragedy. The death of millions is a statistic. There we go. I think it's Oscar Wilde, but I don't know. I'm yeah. I, the death of one person down a manhole probably comedy. It sounds funny. Yep. Uh, and so they go chasing the guy and then they, a bunch of brown guys, one of them wearing a basket on his head, uh, start chasing them through the jungle. But, it uh, turns out that these guys work for Jonas. Yeah. Like that Weezer song. Yeah. And the, uh, blonde Alabama blonde lady is injured or something and those so they shoot her up full of drugs like you do you do i don't can you hear my dog snoring no but it sounds okay, like good. it yeah he's a he's snoring he had a rough uh, he had a very exciting adoptiversary today so it's his one year adoptiversary and one year of this dog <laughs> No, it turns out maybe Joseph Stalin said that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Way to quote Stalin there, Chris. That's... Whoops. <laughs> and it could have been, but you know, like people love to misattribute, misattribute, misattribute quotes anyway. It could have been Gandalf for all I know. Actually, I know it's not Gandalf because I've read a lot of Lord of the Rings, um, including the Silmarillion. Um, That's not even really a book. That's just a bunch of shit. Yeah, it is. 
Uh, it's got a good creation myth in it, though. I enjoy the creation myth. I mean, it's it's uh, cool, but it's it's you don't really read it like a narrative. No, but it's got. It also has a Elven language dictionary in the back. It's like the equivalent of reading an encyclopedia volume. Yeah, it is. But I do know that Belagku means mighty bow in Elvish. Is that where it has the whole thing about tobacco? Uh, no, I think that's in one of the... Or is that in one of the actual books? That's one of the actual books. I haven't read any of that in a long time. Yeah, I haven't either. I tried listening to the first one on my Echo, like, just one day, because, like, we wanted some some noise in the room. And it was Andy Serkis reading it, which was great. But, man, that first opening chapter for The Fellowship of the Ring is fucking dry encyclopedia shit. Like, they don't get into the narrative until, like the next chapter like the first chapter is enough to turn most people off of the book it's bad it's real bad it's real bad meanwhile magician apprentice by raymond d feist has one of the best opening chapters in the book i've read so you heard it here first yep also the opening chapter of dragon wing by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman is also is very good. It's the first book of the uh, what the fuck is the name of that series? It's like a seven book series, the something cycle. Anyway, I can't remember now. I only read novelizations of major motion pictures. I read the Star Wars novelization as a kid. In Worlds of Power books, that's all I read. I don't know the Worlds of Power. They're uh they're loosely based on NES games. Oh, okay. I also read the um oh, I read a novelization of um that laser tag show that was on Nickelodeon. I don't remember what the fuck that was called. It wasn't called Laser Tag, I don't think. I I want that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but that series yeah. of words <laughs> triggered something in my brain. <laughs> Nope, I, I read a novelization of that and a novelization of Willow. Those were the three novelizations I read as a kid. Oh, man, I got to look up that laser tag show on Nickelodeon. You can tell we're in the movie when we're now Googling fucking children's books during the podcast. Uh, Photon. Photon was the name of that show. Holy shit. Man, you just dislodged like a thing in my brain <laughs> with that. Photon right? was like a knockoff of laser tag. Yes. <laughs> they did a novelization of Photon. I am amazed and bewildered by all of these things coming to light right now. <laughs> by Peter David. That sounds like a real name. Uh, apparently it is. Um, he was bored. Actually, he was bored not far away from me. Fort Meade, Maryland. Huh. Uh, yeah, so Photon, I read the Photon novelization. Um, yeah. Or a Photon. I think there's multiple books in the series, but I only read one. I mean, when you got a sick property like Photon, you can't just let that <laughs> slip away. You got to strike while the iron's hot, you know? Yeah. Really pound so that to- multimedia fucking franchise. How did we go? Oh, I'm waiting for the fucking reboot coming. I mean, you know, they're going to fucking reboot uh, that shit. The photon cinematic universe is well on its way somewhere. 
How did we get there from uh, people, uh, some lady being shot up with drugs because I thought she was injured? Who knows? I mean, drugs, I guess. Yeah, drugs. Drugs, kids shows. Because we started or talking drugs. about books and somehow that reminded yeah. me that all I read is novelizations of NES games yeah. and movies. Yeah. Oh, The Last Starfighter also read the novelization of that. Ugh. Which I think included a line that I always loved was that Zur wasn't mad, he was half mad, and that made him more dangerous. You know, from Zur and the Kodan Armada. Yeah. Check out our episode on The Last Starfighter for more information. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Um, it's got the music man in it. Um, yeah, so they take him to uh, Camp Purification. Yeah. Where they meet up with Jonas and his squad. Yes. Uh, and her sister. Yeah. Well, I mean, Actually, first. They don't meet her sister first. They don't meet her sister first. No. Nope. This is the weirdest fucking thing. So they get there. They go, hey, it's Jonas. La, la, la. Like, oh, now we have to have this ceremony. And you're like, okay, fine. Like, because this one lady's husband, who, this native lady, so probably this guy was probably not native. Uh, fucking killed himself and so they they they're gonna burn him on a funeral pyre and the 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 widow the i'm sorry the yeah the widow has to light the funeral pyre so she lights it this is the lady who's half burmese and half british by the way chris um gotcha yeah so she lights the funeral pyre and they're like oh so what do we do now he's like well they're the guy who captain exposition behind them is like well it's going to burn through the night. Then in the morning, they'll have, we'll have the uh, pu- ritual purification where she br- does, they dissolve the bonds of marriage so that she can like be free to live her life and probably presumably marry a white guy. Um, and so they cut to the next day where the ritual is. And the ritual is her having to have sex with his three brothers, like the three brothers of the, of her husband who passed away. And apparently by having sex with them, that dissolves the bond of marriage. Oh, but in the ash pile, that was her former husband's funeral pyre. Yes. Um, so Chris, if your, your gay brother is married and dies, have fun. Eh. I mean, I mean, you any port in the storm. Sometime, right? Yeah, you have to have gay sex sometime, right? Yeah, sometime. <laughs> or sometimes, you know. Yeah. It happens. Lots of gay people have gay sex. <laughs> I, I imagine it's primarily how they do it. <laughs> I think you just call it sex, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's good to see time off doesn't make it better. Shit. No, no, you chose violence by choosing the two worst Mountain Dews to begin with, Chris. I mean, you didn't intend, you did not intentionally choose violence, but you chose violence. I did not have any real choice for the record. No. Well, you had all the choice, you just didn't have information about your choice. Yeah, I had choices, but zero information. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was a thing that happened in this movie. Is that she had to have sex with her three brother-in-laws, brothers-in-law, like attorneys general, uh, and uh, yeah, and then and but during the the whole like burning ceremony, that's when we first see her sister, 
who of course comes out topless because most of the women in this camp are topless. Yeah. Unless they're over a certain age. Like there's one old lady who's covered because I yeah. guess they didn't think anyone wanted to see old lady boobs. Yeah. And you know what? Nobody, nobody hangs dong bad on your movie. Yeah. Like those three, like they're fucking like, there's been like titties all over the place. They have, the cannibal at the beginning, you know, the cannibal who raped the girl before they ate her, no dong there. The three brothers-in-law, no dong there. Although Jonas, Jonas does wear a very fetching dress. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a very feminine, like, shift that he's wearing, which is fine. It's just cut like a woman would wear. Yeah. But it was just, I, I thought that was an interesting choice because they kind of, like, present him as being, like, you know, the leader and kind of, like, in charge and kind of like masculine energy, but he's wearing this very feminine outfit. So I don't know if that was like intentional, but it's a weird juxtaposition. And I just want to say for the record, we might be a lot of things here at the slaughterhouse princess podcast, LLC. But we, we are always disappointed when a chance to hang dong has just been neglected. I mean, we have to maintain our dick to boob ratio, and this movie definitely like swang us more to the boobs than to the dicks. Yeah, I'll have to get a hold of uh, Nick and see if he can't yeah, fix Nikki that. Poo. Nick is good for swinging the ratio yeah. normally, so yeah, Nicky Poo, send us some dong, please. Yeah, I'm gonna text him that with zero context. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, they do meet her sister and her sister like is there with Jonas and her sister's like, oh, I love it here. It's great. You should be cleansed too and purified. And I love purification. Everything is great here. Then as soon as Jonas leaves, she's like, get me the fuck out of here. Oh, man, did I fuck up real bad? (laughs) Yep, I have made horrible life decisions. Also, why the fuck are you in this jungle? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Also, her, her sister's name is Sadie now. Yeah. Lady Sadie Von Plot will understand why. What, is she often drunk in the jungle? Uh, no, she just makes bad decisions. Oh, that's fair. That's that's the running joke. With Anybody her. who can uh, get a hold of Merlot at a moment's notice. Or, Malort. Malort. <laughs> Merlot? Merlot. That's, a, that's, that's a, a very bad pronunciation of Merlot. <laughs> yeah, Merlot is my new wine I've been working on. Yeah, yeah, we need to workshop that one a little more, Chris. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to <laughs> get called out on my fucking nonsense. Yeah, so Sadie is like, get me the fuck out of here. I've made horrible decisions. And they're like, yeah, that's the plan. That's kind of why we came here. And then we cut like to the next morning when he makes everybody, Jonas makes everybody drink ambrosia which is just like some kind of drugged fucking liquid yeah enjoy this half coconut full of green shit yeah i don't know what's in it but apparently it makes everybody love him yeah you think there's a lot of palm trees out there because they had a lot of coconuts oh well i mean like literally it's oh before they're attacked by uh, Jonas's people when they're hiking to the village, like the blonde lady's like, I'm so thirsty. She just like fucking picks a coconut off of the ground and starts hacking it open. So, yes, there's coconuts everywhere, apparently. <laughs> it's on the ground. 
Just more lousy with coconuts and cannibals. Yep, coconuts and cannibals. That's my new Dungeons and Dragons clone. <laughs> it's got really niche appeal, but yeah, yeah, lots of tables though. Tables for everything. So many tables. <laughs> Bring a Thacko back. <laughs> uh, oh, Thacko jokes. <laughs> Uh, how else do you know what you need to hit armor class zero? You don't. That's the thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, but then that gets, um, so Blondie gets a bit high off of the Ambrosia. Um, meets with Jonas. I don't think this is when he actually has sex with her. Well, he doesn't so much have sex with her, but. I don't know. Like there's. There's a point where they paint her gold. Yeah, and that's when he um, hits her with the Cobra Venom fucking dildo. Yeah, there's a Cobra Venom dildo. There's a Cobra blood drinking. They milk a Cobra at one point, which is fine, because that's how you get anti... It's how you make anti-venom. Also, they use it on their arrows and blow darts, which is what happened to those three guys in North America. They got blow darted, but Cobra Venom blow darts. Which the guy somehow got through customs. And uh It was the seventies. You can fucking yeah. get anything through customs in the seventies. They probably like they probably just like give you cocaine when you walk in too. So um I don't know, some shit happens. It's like wildly unimportant. Yeah, so basically, um Blondie has been brainwashed by Jonas with drugs and cobra dildos. Um uh, Cobra, I'm sorry, Cobra Venom dildos. Um, Scooter tries running away at one point. Um, Sadie and the lady who um, had whose husband killed himself uh, hatch a plan to like get a boat further down the river so that they can like run there and take the boat up the river to safety. Um, well, and- Scooter gets. Scooter gets freed because he's he's tied to well, a he, tree. He gets picked up. He runs away. He runs like quite a ways away. Gets picked up again by Jonas's henchman. Gets tied to a, like a tree. And some other guy's like, hey, you're awesome. You ran away. I'm going to free you now. Yeah. And that's when he goes to the cannibal cave. Yeah. And, and sees the cannibals cut some dude's dick off. Well, they don't really show the dick. No, they just show the stump mostly. Yeah. Uh, And then they eat weird green, little green snakes out of a pot of water. Yeah. That scene was in the movie. Also, it was in, uh, I believe, Mountain of the Cannibal God. You think they'd ate the person? That's kind of their thing, right? Like. Right. But, you know, you got to have the little snake chaser afterwards. I guess. Wash, Wash down all that people with some green snake. Yep. It's better than White Snake. And so Scooter heads back to uh So Chris, camp- one or two? Uh one. The Baja Blast it is. Blast that Baja. <laughs> so Scooter heads back to Camp uh, Unification. He's like, yo man, I done fucked up. Turns out I'm totally into like the Cobra shit you guys do or whatever the fuck is happening. Oh, and the singing of of uh the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Yeah, that's so fucking weird. That's like their theme. <laughs> yeah. 
Super fucking weird. Yep. We're at the Grapes of Wrath are stored. And, uh, sword. Jonas is like, nah, it's your cool dude. You like, yeah. you keep punching that one guy, and he's kind of an asshead. So, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so they plot to basically Team Scooter plots to save, uh, Blondie by kidnapping her and dragging her and putting her on a boat and taking her into the jungle till they can, I don't make it all the way back to fucking civilization. Yeah. They have like no real plan about that. Just that they, their plan is to do that. Yeah. But it turns out that it's not going to go as well as they'd hoped because she's been like uh MK ultra at this point. Yeah, the best part was like, oh, I think the drugs have worn off. We should like ungag her and like untie her because they they gagged her and tied her to get her out of the fucking uh, camp purification because she was fighting them before that. And so they're like, and then her sister's like, oh, she's she, the drugs have worn off. She's fine. And as soon as they let her off, she just like starts running and yelling for uh, for Jonas. Yeah, it was Which, uh, yeah, a bad idea. Well, you know what's weird, right? And I mean, the I, one thing I, about this movie? I'm going to tangent for a second, if you'll permit me. Oh, oh, what? Us tangent? So when that happened, well, what I thought about was the way that... Okay, just let me go for a second, because you're going to have questions. Okay. So Ted uh, Kaczynski, right? The Unabomber. Yes. He was part of MK Ultra back in the day. Okay. And there is a theory that they depersonalized him to the point of where they reprogrammed him, and that's what fucked them all up. Okay. Which is very similar to what the Jonas guy is doing to people. Yeah. He's drugging them with uh, cobra hallucinogens, I assume. <laughs> Ambrosia. And then depersonalizing them and then Marcus. reprogramming them. Or just raping them because he wants to have sex with nubile women. Yeah, but I don't know. That's where my brain went because that's yeah. the that's what I do in my spare time is think yes, about you know, MK Ultra. Yes, you know my brain just goes to oh he's just drugging them to rape them because he's a shit bag. No, he's a shit bag. <laughs> you can tell because he's got that medallion. Yes, with the flaming sword. Only an asshole wears a medallion that big. Yeah. A tasteful necklace I have no problem with. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the, the you know, the the Lord's terrible swift sword from the song. <laughs> that's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so um, Scooter goes running off after Blondie. Uh, Sadie and Maymay, because that is the actress's uh, build first name is Maymay. Um, also the name of my uh, brother-in-law's former dog um and uh they continue to wander through the forest until they are jumped by cannibals and are attacked and eaten uh scooter finds blow whoa whoa they're also raped oh raped yes actually and apparently the scene uh the portion of the scene of may may being eaten is also from another movie <laughs> what because she was, she played a cannibal victim in another movie. We're talking and about so, a shitty way to get typecast, right? Uh, and then, uh, 
Yeah, and so they are raped and eaten. Um, Scooter finds Blondie in a pit that was covered with burlap because the natives have lots of burlap lying around, apparently. Yeah, they make it out of coconuts and cobras. Yeah, quar. It's, it's made of quar, the whatever, C-O-I-R, however, however the fuck you pronounce that. That's the, the coconut, the fibers from the coconut husks. Um, I learned that at World Market because that we had rugs and shit made out of it. Um, yeah, and so he finds her. They hear screaming. They go running after them. Uh, Scooter gets there first, sees that uh, her sister has had her boob cut off and eaten and is dead. And Maymay is dead. And then the sister shows up. And before the sister can see it, he just fucking cold cocks her and knocks her the fuck out uh, so that she can't see her sister being eaten. I'll consider it. Yeah. And uh, and then when her sister wakes up, she's like, before I fainted, I saw my sister. like, And I was like, you didn't faint, honey. You got knocked the fuck out, as Chris Tucker would tell you. Oh, yes, Christian, you are the first person to interrupt the podcast in the new year. <laughs> you just popped in the Discord. Oh, nice. I have my Discord off for the recording. I can't, because how else would people interrupt it? Didn't make a noise that time, though. A little disappointed. Yep, yeah. Sorry. Well, but Christian, you may or may not, may not have heard this. Uh, well, if he's um, here, let's, uh, let's have him do some fact checks here. <laughs> yeah, we're fact checking it live! Dude... <laughs> are there yeah are pineapples native to Papua New Guinea quick I can't type very well sideways and half drunk uh, question I can type fine half drunk are um, pine apples native to New New Guinea asking for a friend. I'm a friend. Boy, I couldn't have uh, done a worse job typing that out. So, Italians shoot a movie set in Papua New Guinea, or set in New Guinea, is that racist? Is what? Is Italians setting a movie in New Guinea Oh, racist? Uh, probably a little. I mean, yeah. on accident, but they are all yeah. Italian, so they must have known. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's their word, right? Oh boy, I'm just going to go straight to hell. Um, yeah, so she's unconscious with mild head trauma. Yeah, but when she wakes up, she's like, "Oh, before I fainted, I saw my sister." So, like, I know what's going on. And I'm like, "You didn't faint. You got yeah. punched." Well, and at this point, back in the states, uh, uh, professor, professor has he is the fun paid intern after all. He's going to check yes. into that for us. Fantastic. 30% more fun this month. So, uh, that somehow the professor has gotten with the detectives who've gotten with the consulate. Yeah. Who have organized, uh, the New Guinean government 
Yeah, a police search party. To go search for them slash wipe out the fucking cult. Via helicopter. Uh, presumably the CIA is involved, because it seems like the CIA would be involved in that kind of thing to some degree. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's not overthrowing a government, but it's, you know, manipulating one for sure. Yeah. Also, it's like 1980 in the South, in Southeast Asia. I'm sure the CIA is involved. Oh, yeah. So just when uh, things are looking bad. Because they're being chased by cannibals now. Yeah, who are going to rape and eat them in that order. Yeah, but the cannibals did kill off uh, Jonas's henchmen, which was fun. Yeah, they deserved because, it. Yeah, well, because the henchmen had found... Oh, yeah, because the henchmen caught the sister and Maymay first, caught Sadie and Maymay first. And then and the, the main hench guy was raping one of them uh, when the cannibals showed up and just murdered them. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, just to rewind a touch. And yeah, so they're being chased through the jungle by cannibals. They hear helicopters. They see the they see a river. They head out the river so they can be seen by the helicopters. Apparently the, the New Guinean word for police is police, according to the front of the helicopters. Yeah, you know. Just why not? Yeah. And uh they're picked up and then they the helicopters head to um uh Jonastown. And uh they show up and Jonas is like, "Oh, they're here to get to get rid of all of us. Here, drink this, uh, drink this cobra venom, so that we can all die together before they get us." And then people are like, "Most people are like, yeah, let's do it." And then this lady's like, "I, you want me to feed cobra venom to my kids so that they die? I'm pretty sure that's not good parenting." He's like, "Drink the fucking stuff." Uh, native to South America is all he's finding. Okay, see, I then that I believe that's what I said, either Central or South America. Yeah. yeah. I, it's it's like I know things. It's weird. Um I might have learned about that on Hawaii at the pineapple plantation. <laughs> I let him know we have increased his fun uh, allotment thirty percent. Awesome. Oh, okay. He also found this. This seems like a good thing to put in the middle of a podcast. Good. With him laid on us. When you eat a pineapple, it eats you back. Pineapples yep. are the only known carriers of bromelain, bromelain, an enzyme that breaks down protein. Since your body is made of proteins, the pineapples you eat are also trying to digest you. That's why a fresh pineapple can turn your tongue into what feels like a sore piece of sandpaper. That's a quote. I don't blame him for that not making any sense. Now, also, that's why you don't marinate meat in pineapple juice. He also would have thought that kiwi has something similar. Oh, okay. Kiwi's tasty. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that I was right to be indignant about that lady having pineapples in New Guinea. Thank you for your service. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, the Jonas makes, like, everyone drink the Cobra Venom juice. Because it's fucking Jonestown, and it's yeah. got to end like Jonestown does. I did like uh, when the grandpa wasn't going to do it until he shanked that lady for not yeah. beating it to her kid, and he's all like, "Hey, cool, you're the man. Yep, God will forgive us all. Praise the fucking cult." And then drinks it. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd been like, "Oh, they're like they've been poisoned, so they everybody just starts vomiting and shitting," because that would have been pretty good. But also true. Uh, 
That's a more natural reaction to ingesting poison. Also can be a reaction to being stung by a bee. I mean, that's being poisoned, more or less. Kind of, yeah. Only it didn't go through your digestive system. Um, but yeah, that's one of the one of the side effects of being of an allergic reaction they don't tell you about. Uh, is that your your guts can just decide to rebel in both directions, or just one direction? Um, yeah. So that uh, Blondie and Scooter make it back to New York City. Get a rope, and yeah. Uh, yeah thank you, Chris, for supplying that. And uh, get a rope. <laughs> and uh they uh they he's like hey by the way that check you wrote me bounced like a rubber ball and she's like well yeah my sister gave all the money to jonas and jonas has disappeared he was not found by the police and jonas town and i got no money but hey at least you're back in the united states where you are potentially a criminal because you deserted during vietnam yeah i mean odds are you're getting arrested for some international incident at this point Hey, we did it. We got through eating alive. Eating alive! So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? I mean, you either like a cannibal movie or you don't. There's not a middle ground for a cannibal movie. They're all kind of the same thing. There's cannibals, there's unflattering representation of native people, uh, there's unrelated footage from some other source of animals getting killed or disemboweled or eating one another, uh, white people look way better than they deserve, uh, a lot of gore, somebody gets their genitals mutilated at some point, it's a cannibal movie from the 70s, 80s. And Italian. That's a whole other subgenre of the subgenre of cannibal film. The sub subgenre. Do I recommend it? If you like a cannibal movie, yeah. I liked it. Is it good? Not really. It's a cannibal movie. It's not good. I mean, if you've already seen Cannibal Holocaust, the gold standard of cannibal films. The fucking. You know, that one movie. Citizen Kane? Yeah, it's the Citizen Kane of cannibal movies. Wow, I could read Chris's mind. That's that's alarming. Scary? Yeah, it's very scary. It's not good in there, folks. It's, it's not good. It's no cannibal holocaust, but it's fine. You could do a lot worse in this, this particular sub-sub-genre of exploitation garbage. One day we'll have to do one of the uh, like weird Nazi sexploitation movies just to like, do it to like knock that of off Ilsa, the list. Like yeah, one of like the Ilsa do movies. One of the Elsa movies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's okay. It's a cannibal movie. It's not good. Probably could recommend it to almost no one, but it's fine for what it is. I like the fact that it ends on a weird comedy beat for no discernible fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> but I mean, hey, you could do worse. Lord knows we have. What do you say, Troy? Uh, I'm going to just go off topic for a second and just say that the uh, these Hard Mountain Dews 
have some very extreme artwork on it. Like the uh, watermelon has a snake, like a very extreme snake. It is a very extreme uh, snake. Black cherry has a very extreme bear. Oh, you know. Yep, and uh, uh, Baja Blast is a very extreme shark. Okay, at least that one I can kind of follow. And just the regular Hard Mountain Dew has a very extreme eagle. Did they go so, back in time and kidnap Ed Hardy circa 2004? They do look very Ed Hardy. Um, that's that's yeah. really weird. Uh, but yeah, it's Hard Mountain Dew is just a bad idea all around. But hey, it's I don't actually feel that drunk either, which is probably a bad sign uh, since I've had almost three of them at this point over the course of the podcast. You should at least caught a head change off of that. I mean, I can, I feel a little something, but I'm not like, woohoo. But anyway, how I feel about cannibal eating alive. Cannibal Uh, eating alive. I was a cannibal holocaust, but eat alive. Um, I enjoyed it. I apparently like a good cannibal. I apparently like a cannibal movie from time to time. I don't recommend watching two in a row because I tried that. It was not nearly as enjoyable. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, if you like like an exploitation movie, it's good. Uh, Lady Sadie von plot, by the way, you still need to drink and watch this movie. Uh, you watched bullet train instead last time you drank, which whatever we lost the vote, but I'm going to, uh, still say you should watch eat alive. Um, since I did that, I drank and watched it just the other night. Just yeah. you. Um, I did it right now. Yeah. Christian, probably not a movie for you. Uh, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it uh, a week ago. Yeah. Uh, I watched it New Year's Eve, actually, now that I think about it. Um, as a palate cleanser after Pitch Perfect 2 and Pitch Perfect 3. Everyone else went to bed, and I watched this. That's how I rang in the new year. It was with Eating Alive. <laughs> but we didn't have an episode that week, so then I watched it again this week, and it was slightly less enjoyable this week, probably because I need more than a week between my cannibal movies. But yeah, I still watch it. It's fun. It's fun 80s exploitation garbage. Like, as long as you go in knowing that there's going to be problematic racial stereotypes, white saviors, footage of animals eating other animals, animals eating people, people killing animals, people killing people. I mean, it's, you know, man versus nature, nature versus nature, whatever. Um, man versus man in there as well. Um, that's fun. It's, I mean, it's, it's dumb, stupid fun. I say watch it. So what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Spookies. As suggested by me, because I saw it at the uh, Dismember the Alamo this year. Well, technically last year, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was one of the movies we saw there. I uh, will The other two that I saw will be distributed over the next few months, I believe. So uh, if you uh, want to watch this, it's, 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 it's an interesting movie. It sounds spooky. It, 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 that is a word attributed to this movie. So what if other people like the things or the other stuff or whatever? Well, they could call Hotlanta at beep 
Or they could e- they could message us on Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at slaughterprince if uh, Twitter hasn't burned down yet. Uh, they could go to our subreddit, r slash shppodcast. Uh, otherwise, they could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com, which is actually the best way to reach us with the hashtag movies-request uh, channel. Uh, if you just want to enjoy us on in some other form than you're listening to us now, we're on pretty much every podcast aggregator. Um, and if you uh, want to support us financially, you could go to our Patreon at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com or buy merch at uh, store.slaughterhouseprincess.com where I have purchased at least five stickers over the last month from there. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen the, the travel tumbler. It's nice. Oh, yeah. I need to get one of those. It actually looks really nice. So if you want a, a travel mug with our sorry, a travel tumbler, like, uh, you know, one of those thermal cups that is, you know, full sized. Uh, it's got our logo on it. It looks fucking sweet. Thank you, Mr. Green, for uh, posting pictures of that. So come back next time for Spookies. And what other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink Hard Mountain Dew about movies. No, probably not. Probably not. I might next week, though. Bye! Hard and long, probably.